Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Slash Filmcast After Dark, the after show for the Slash Filmcast, where we talk about a variety of random topics that didn't make it into the show. This week, we're going to get into all the Disney investor call announcements that happened in the last week. But before we get to those, uh, let's get a couple of uh, Patreon questions in here. A couple quick Patreon questions, okay? Yeah, uh, I so love the Patreon from, questions. Uh, Patreon.com slash film podcast. Uh, last month, we asked people to leave some questions. A bunch of people did. We didn't get to all of them. Uh, okay, here's a good one from Alec B. Alec asks, movie theaters may never be the same again in a post-COVID world. Would you guys recommend investing in premium home entertainment systems if we will likely never get an A-list membership that'll let us see IMAX slash Dolby Cinema three times per week again? Yes, next question. Yeah, who do you think you're talking <laughs> to? Yeah, yes. I guess here's a question for you guys. I, I mean, like, I have two Sono systems hooked up and it mm-hmm. serves me pretty well. But uh, I have a friend, Matt, who recently invested in Dolby Atmos with like wired speakers. Very nice. And it costs, they, it, costs, it they... actually costs more than the Sonos, which is already like pretty, yeah, pretty yeah. premium price. Are they Atmos speakers in the ceiling or are they bouncing in from? I'm, like, I'm not they... sure exactly if he's, I think he's doing like built into the ceiling or like, okay. you know, connected to the ceiling. Because that's very hard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I'm like, I don't know. It's like thousands of, it's like, you know, over $3,000. Listen, speakers are a huge investment. Like the moment where I sat down, because I had like, um, I had a pretty basic home theater system when I moved to New York. I sat down, I was like, I I have a little extra money. I want some good ass speakers, you know? So I did, I did a lot of research and I spent like over $2,000 on Andrew Jones, Pioneer Elite, like his whole setup. So the towers, the center channel, the towers, by the way, have an upward firing channel that bounces off the ceiling and basically simulates Atmos. It is an Atmos speaker and, um, and rears and everything. And that was a big investment. But the idea is that it lasts as long as you don't kill your speakers, as long as you don't be dumb and blow them out, um, they will last forever, you know, and that's a, that's a huge investment. They survived my trip down here. I'm using them to play games. I cannot wait to build out a full home theater. That's a serious investment. And, uh, you know, unlike smart speakers, they also will not turn off over time, you know? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, we'll see. Um, uh, but I, uh, so the A- Andrew Jones Pioneer speakers is the ones you yes. got, basically. I got the, I got the Pioneer Elite Andrew Jones. I believe now he is building speakers for another company. Uh, I'll have to look that up. Um, but yeah, he's, he's like, he's a legend. If you, if you read about speakers long enough, you will run into his stuff. Um, trying to see what, what the other company is. Elac. He works for Elac now. So you can get like you can get like a good set of speakers, um, the whole system for like a thousand bucks or so, which is not bad compared to what these things used to cost. So do you do you technically have Atmos in your house then, Devendra? I do. I have Atmos. Nice. Nice. I have. Well, it's only front firing Atmos. Uh, I can also eventually add rear firing, but right now my receiver is only limited. I can only do one, like either front or rear. So I did it from the front because you get kind of the most value from that, from where I was sitting. Um, yeah, that's a whole thing. Eventually I'll have to upgrade my receiver because you get, get the new HDMI to worry right. about and all that fun stuff. So, yeah. I, when I was young, like in high school, you know, I, I was obsessed with setting up like a DTS system mm-hmm. in my living room. Oh yeah. And like, but then as I've gotten older, I've started to prize convenience more sure. than necessarily sure, sure, the sure. optimist, like the, the best sound quality. I, I had the surround um, sound in my, in my college dorm room after, you know, after yeah, yeah. my second year. Yeah. 
So I am a big fan of uh, Sonos because it's like it's super convenient, super easy to use. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Jeff, is that is that what you're using these days? What are you using at home? Yeah, I'm using Sonos, but my situation sucks in that I rarely ever get to actually turn the volume yep. up enough to once, enjoy it. Basically, once I invested and then we had the baby and then you could never yeah. use it. Yeah. So honestly, <laughs> I think I mentioned it in our main review this week. I whenever I'm watching a movie by myself, which is pretty frequent some these days mm-hmm. uh i use headphones uh, which i love i love being able to use you know really good i use my like video gaming excellent uh headphones and uh, i find that to be wonderful because i get to actually hear everything at a volume level and, and hear Although the nuance I of heard all the you were, you were plugging you were plugging into your roku remote jeff uh, you sure i know that's like probably not the best way you? to get the to get or the you, sound but you're doing apple tv right uh, I use Roku mostly, but Apple TV only for um, okay. only for HBO Max. But you you have the Apple TV because then like you can yeah. pair with Bluetooth. You could probably even do it with your TV too. Like Bluetooth pairing, super seamless, and uh, yeah, that's the best way to do it. Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe I should do that. All right. Well, uh, typically I might do one or two more questions uh, from the Patreon, but today we have this massive topic to discuss. So why don't we get to it? But anyway, th- thank you, Alec, for for that question. Um, uh, and yes, we would recommend you invest. And there's many different ways to invest. Um, you can go the wireless route with Sonos. You can get like hardwired speakers, like Davindra has done. Um, so there, there are many, good many wire options. cutter guides for all this, by the way. Yes, like wire yes. cutter many, has the good stuff. Yeah, many many options out there. But I think definitely investing in a good home theater is uh, is a good investment. So, all right. Uh, so Disney announced 52 things. At their investor day last week, and uh, yeah, yeah, Jeff, Warner Brothers was like, "We we got, we got a couple movies in 2021." Disney's yeah. like, "We got the next ten years. Yeah, like we got the ten years planned out, basically." So, Jeff, I I uh, I tweeted out a Verge article this morning about how <laughs> the word Avatar was not mentioned a single time, and uh, to my shock, Jeff, you made a great point on Twitter. Which is, <laughs> to your shock, I made a great point. Which right is uh, that th- this investor call was not a uh, is not Comic Con. They're not getting fans riled up. Investor call. Uh, the, the purpose of it is to assure their investors that they have the future locked. Like there's there's reason to hope and invest in this company for the future. And the next and year huge, is good. It's mainly the yeah. Next and the next year, year is good. Yeah. And part of and, the problem with this whole situation with COVID and they're not being Comic Con and they're not being these big D twenty three is that all these websites are so starved for this that they covered this investor call like it was Comic-Con. They did this last year too, is the thing. Like Disney's really, really amping up these these stupid investor calls. Like normally I follow this for work because occasionally there's a little bit of news. Now it's like all the news for this one. Yeah. And uh, they didn't mention, they almost mentioned, if I'm right, I think they they barely mentioned any of their Fox properties, right? So it's not weird or unusual that they didn't mention Avatar. And I, I think making, they were like, yeah, they, 20th Century Fox stuff, uh, going to Hulu, and that's it. Yeah, there's well, no... I think the Because yeah. the purpose is to say, like, hey, our streaming plan, the thing that's going to get Wall Street really happy with us, is in a really good place. Yeah, and, vibrant and tons of content people are going to love. That's, that's the point of this was to make investors happy. Right, and you can imagine not, the phone call that James Cameron got. Hey, um, do you want to talk about the fact that Avatar is going to be on Disney Plus one day? <laughs> imagine James Cameron's reaction yeah. to that. Go yeah. fuck yourself. I'm sorry, I'm at the bottom <laughs> of the ocean right now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, guys. So here's how I'm, we're going to. I'm do this. busy saving cinema. <laughs> here's how we're going to do this. Uh, I'm going to read off as many of these items as possible in the time we have allotted, 
And I want you to, and I'm reading here from this article at theverge.com, which is basically like listed them all in sequence. So this is how I'm doing this. Okay. Um, but this, uh, I, I want you guys to tell me, in your opinion, is what I just I named a Disney plus or a Disney minus? We'll just say plus okay. or minus. Oh, you can say plus or minus. Schmancy. All right. Mm-hmm. Basically, like, is it going to be something that adds value or takes away value, mm-hmm. right, from Disney? Okay, here we go. One division coming out on January 15th. What do you guys think? Disney plus. plus. Easy plus. Easy plus. You guys are excited uh, about this. That's going to be fantastic, dude. I'm so excited cool. for that show. It yeah. looks really interesting. It looks really I have no idea okay. what it is, but it looks cool. Yeah. If it's based on the comic, uh, the I, I have read that comic, comic and it is it's very good. It's so good. So yeah. good. The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Disney Plus. plus. Sure. Plus. Okay. Uh, Loki, which is a short series based on the uh, Loki character played by Tom Hiddleston. Disney Plus. plus. Yeah, it'll be fun. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Hawkeye. I'm going to go ahead and tell you there's going to be very few minuses in this <laughs> one. <laughs> Hawkeye, late fall 2021, uh, starring Haley Steinfeld. Yeah. Yay for cool. Haley Steinfeld. Minus for Jeremy Renner still doing this. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you got, you know, one of my favorite things from the boys, the uh, Amazon Prime video show, is. Uh, there is a character in the show who is based off of Aquaman and there's a character yep. in the show yep. who's based off of Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. And they, they're like, you know, obviously the Aquaman character has a lot of trouble adjusting because his body is different than other people, right? He has gills and stuff. And the Hawkeye guy says to him basically like, yeah, dude, I, I know what you feel. I mean, I'm like really good at arrows. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, so like you could compare the two. Anyway, you, you know, it's it's just weird that you have hey, here's a guy who can transform into a massive, yep. indestructible green creature. Here's a guy who can wield a hammer that can smash through buildings. And then a guy who can shoot arrows real yeah. good. Yeah, He's he's yeah. not even Black Widow who shoots two guns real good, you know? <laughs> uh, yeah, I know I'm not the first person to make this observation. Yeah, anyway. It's just hilarious, yeah. Okay, what if an animated series from Marvel Studios that features uh, the voice plus. acting cast of many Marvel Cinematic Universe stars? Disney it's Plus, okay. Huge plus. A huge plus. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, let's get to movies. Um, these some of these are not uh, going straight to Disney Plus, um, but uh, Black Panther two, which by the way will not recast mm-hmm. T'Challa, really? coming out July twenty twenty two. Smart on their yeah. part not to do that, and I think it's a huge plus. Yeah, huge plus, I'm although uh, I will say, Letitia Wright, I love you so much, but oh man, you you had she had a very bad Twitter kind of meltdown recently. I think she closed her account. Because she started uh, tweeting anti-vax shit, and mm. I love her so much. I do not want this for her. I'm uh, glad Ryan Coogler yeah. directing. Yeah, yeah, Ryan Coogler directing for for uh, Black Panther too. Because I she mean, will likely be Shuri will likely be the next Black pa- Black Panther role type of thing. So yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it is unfortunate that Letitia Wright uh, was advocating anti-vaxxer stuff. I do think that the African American community has. Uh, legit legit reasons for distrusting the u.s government but i uh hope that uh that science will win out in the end in this case mm-hmm. yeah. uh back to the disney pluses and minuses a third ant-man film uh ant-man and the wasp quantum mania so cool so I, cool paul rudd Evangeline Lilly, uh, michael douglas M- michelle Pfeiffer. Oh, disney Avenger, plus question mark minus? question mark it's, it's a question plus. mark for me. No, this is setting up the next arc, right? We're about to get between this and all that Spider-Man casting news. 
We're yeah, about to yeah. get the multiverse in a big, big way. This is all going to be about the multiverse, right? The end of of um, of the last arc, right? The end of uh, um, Endgame is basically setting up what was happening now. Is that we we've got a multiverse? We're going to see. I, I mean, it's so exciting what's happening with Spider Man. Although I kind of wish I didn't know any of that casting stuff. Yeah. I wish it was all surprises. Yeah. yeah. Um, the least interesting way to discover something is a, in a casting notice on Twitter, yep. you know? Yep. Um, but we are about to get, I mean, we're getting King the Conqueror. It's all about time travel. It's all about the multiverse. It's all about these different versions of the world. And Ant-Man is going to be key to that. I think Ant-Man is, has been the way in so far. And Quantumania, it's right there in the title. Uh, it's, 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 this is the, the jumping off point, I think, for the entire next Sure, sure. Huge meta story. I'm just going after like Ant-Man and the Wasp, which was fine. And I enjoyed parts of it, but it also felt like one of those unnecessary building blocks, you know, to kind of get us to end game. And I hope, I hope the next movie is more than that, you know, not just setting up the next arc. Here's what I think is interesting, Jeff, is uh, so another item. Okay. John Watts, the director of Spider-Man Homecoming, uh, is going to be making a Fantastic Four. Movie, yes, which oh is going to be Marvel's God. first Fantastic Four movie, and I'm really curious if these movies are going to be tied together, Jeff, yeah. right? Because yeah. what I mean by that is, uh, like the Fantastic Four in the Marvel universe are like huge freaking deals, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And I wonder if there's going to be a thing where, like, my, if I recall correctly, like Kang the Conqueror in the comic books, like he's able to travel through time or something like that. Right. And he's yep. able to like, mm-hmm. m- maybe like there's an alt, we're going to discover an alternate universe in which the fantastic four were always part of the, yes. of I the think MCU. That's very right? possible. Yeah. I think, so, I, I mean, like, are we going to see the, four... the scene from the portal scene from Endgame, like an alternate version yeah. where the fantastic four were there, but like anything, the conquer erased them from memory, you know, like, Dude, Oh, it could be, that could be, I, I'm hoping that the fantastic four movie is a period movie. The way the first captain America movie was, Mm-hmm. And we get some time travel there. So literally, like these characters from the from the fifties and sixties are transported to our time. So that explains why they're not there, right? Is is we get a time travel se- sequence where this scientist who's got all this cool fifties knowledge comes to now, t- dude. Fantastic so, many, Four so much is, potential. So much potential. So much potential. Fantastic Four is one of my favorite. Was one of my favorite comics as a kid. I absolutely adore the Fantastic Four. I have been wanting them to get it right on the screen for a long time, and there's been obviously numerous yep. horrible attempts at it. Was, there's and, a '90s one too, right? As I recall, yeah. There's the yeah. the Roger Corman. Uh, <laughs> yes, I remember Roger Corman. Um, but. This, I mean, this has me, has me so so excited. The Fantastic Four is happening. I, I, I mean, this. The, let's take, Jeff take a step speechless. back for a second. <laughs> yeah, let's take a step back for a second and just say this entire situation of fifty-one projects, ten new Marvel series on Disney Plus, ten new Star Wars series on Disney Plus. All of this feels like a monkey's paw type situation for mm-hmm, me, mm-hmm. right? You know, let's save it. Let's yeah. save. Let's save it, Jeff. I want to get to the implications of this after we we go through all these. All right. But I, I want to hear your overall reaction. But let's get to it later. Um, so as you pointed out, there are about ten Star Wars series coming to Disney Plus. Um, and by the way, a final Indiana Jones film now in pre production 
to be released in July 2022. Okay, what do you guys think? Final Indiana Jones film, Indiana Jones 5, plus or, plus or minus? I want them to, I wanted this to be a plus so bad. I want plus, them to but, but directed by James Mangold. Mm. Yeah, that's mm, great, maybe. right? I'm, yeah, I'm plus right. by Mangold, yeah. Yeah. I mean, this has got to be the death of Indiana Jones, right? This is what this mm-hmm. movie is. is I the hope de- to yeah. God. I hope and, to God. And, yeah. I, I guess I hope it's do, not like a rocky not bring situation. Back, <laughs> where let's they, not they bring do, back yeah. the uh, the Shia LaBeouf character, but also because he he's dead to me now. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how you do this movie without young blood in it, but I kind of hope they figure out a way to do this movie without young blood in it. Yeah. Okay, uh, let's talk about the Star Wars news. Uh, there are going to be two new Star Wars shows that are spinoffs of The Mandalorian, uh, Rangers of the New Republic, mm-hmm. and Ahsoka. What do you guys think? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. I mean, yeah. Plus? Because they're, they're still from Favreau and Dave Filoni, so yeah, in them I trust right now. Star Wars The Bad Batch, an animated series about the bad batch of clones from the Clone Wars. Uh, what do you guys think? Plus I mean, this is, I, this is I their... They're uh, below decks, right? Sounds mm-hmm. like. Mm-hmm. And below decks, below decks so yeah. Um, yeah. 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 Uh, so, you, are, are you a plus or minus on this one, Jeff? Yeah. I don't think. I, I think this is more of a minus for me in the sense that it's not something I'm particular. I think this is going to yeah, be a fun, yeah. goofy kind of side thing that could could actually turn out to be great. But um, you know, it certainly doesn't feel like a, a vital to me. No. I, I, th- I think you're skipping over the biggest Star Wars news, Dave. Oh, don't worry. I'm not skipping anything. I'm okay. not skipping anything. Okay, Star I, Wars. I, don't worry. Yeah. I'm getting to it. I'm getting to it. Star Wars Andor, uh-huh. starring Rogue One's Diego Luna, coming to Disney Plus in 2022. What do you guys think? Sure. Sure. Okay. <laughs> Plus. I don't know what to make of that one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I it's like so Diego Luna. I will watch him again. Yes. Diego Luna, super talented guy. Also, spoilers for Rogue One. So if you haven't seen Rogue One and you don't want to be spoiled, tune out. But it just feels low stakes to me to have a character that we know is dead in the modern canon. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anyway. Okay. The Acolyte, a new Star Wars series helmed by Russian doll creator Leslie Headland, set in the High Republic era of the franchise. Yes. That sounds cool. Plus? This, plus. this is plus only because let's get out of the Skywalker mm-hmm. timeline mm-hmm. and explore mm-hmm. this universe in a much more interesting way. Yes. Uh, Star Wars Lando, a new event series coming to Disney+. Plus. What is the difference between event I, series I <laughs> and... It's very short. It will not be ongoing. I don't know. This is they a, already used short series for Loki. <laughs> yeah. It, uh, who knows what it's going to be? Like, There's no info on this other than it's being uh, developed by Justin Simeon. Event the writer, series producer, means and we director. spent okay, a lot of yeah, money yeah, on yeah. it. That's what that means. Yeah. yeah. The writer-producer of just, uh, Dear White People is doing it, so that could be I do. I like Justin Simeon, so yes, plus... Uh, Star Wars Visions, an upcoming anime anthology series coming to yes. Disney Plus. Yes. Minus for Plus. me. Minus. A droid oh, story. Jeff just doesn't like the anime. Come on. A droid story. A new project for Disney Plus that will feature a new hero alongside R2-D2 and C-3PO. <laughs> <laughs> this is called uh, yeah. We Need That that Sweet, Sweet Merchandising. Yep. Do, you, do you remember last week? Do you remember last week? Uh how we were talking about how Disney, uh, like HBO Max, no matter what they did, whatever this is, it's not, let's figure out another Spider-Man side mm-hmm. character to make a movie out of. Yeah. We, I was quoting uh, Richard Russell from The Ankler when I said that. Uh, then I feel like this Disney call basically was like, <laughs> hold my beer. Like, it, yeah. it's, this is yeah. every side character. Okay, anyway, Hayden Christensen. But, but, but okay, wait, wait, before you pass Joy's story, like, who did BB-8 <laughs> piss off? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> 
This is going to be a show entirely told in beeps and boops, too, right? You don't need to write dialogue for it. Just, you know. Hayden Christensen is returning as Darth Vader in Obi-Wan Kenobi. This This is is the biggest Massive. This is Massive news. Massive, right? Um, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I didn't say it was good. Yeah. Um, Well, here's here's the thing. Hayden Christensen, good actor, given shitty dialogue. And what happens if you give good actor good dialogue? This is going to be the most fascinating creative experiment we've seen, which is like, can this this, uh, character slash actor, known for saying some of the most cringeworthy lines in the Star Wars franchise, redeem himself as an actor Mm -hmm. slash character in this show, Mm -hmm. Obi-Wan Kenobi? The weird thing to me is that it's entitled, it's saying he's returning as Darth Vader. Yeah. We don't know what happened to him, right? This story's untold. Well... (laughs) Yeah, we haven't had uh, six, six, seven movies covering yeah, Darth Vader. Yeah. And, uh, I, but I think you're right, Jeff. There is a question because theoretically, the end of Revenge of the Sith, that is the last time those two were supposed to have seen each other until mm-hmm. Exactly. So, okay. So, let's, I mean, just unpacking this a little bit. Yes, unpack it, Jeff. There is, it, it seems very easy that this could all be blown out of proportion because investors want to hear the the Darth Vader is a thing, but it actually is more about Aiden Christian returning as Anakin Skywalker. And all this takes place at the time when Obi-Wan and Anakin were hanging out and doing buddy stuff. And that makes sense. What does not make any sense is needing to get Hayden Christensen to come back and put on a mask <laughs> and change his voice into... God knows that Star Wars series on Disney Plus where a guy wears a mask for most of it doesn't doesn't make a lot well, of but, money. Yeah, Jeff. I mean, and I'm glad we got a good actor to do that, but we yeah. don't... It, it, it literally matters zero that Hayden Christensen plays Darth Vader. It matters a lot that he plays Anakin Skywalker, but right. it, it, literally when he's Darth Vader... It's not Hayden Christensen's voice. Yeah, it's J- it's James Earl Jones as of the end well, of Revenge of the Sith, right? We don't, we don't know. Right. It's yeah. going to be a James Earl Jones sound alike, right? <laughs> and right. so this clearly this has to be just sort of bad marketing speak. Yeah. Like a for a flashback sequence or something. It makes zero sense mm-hmm. any other way. So this this to me seems like it has well, to be Obi-Wan Kenobi and well, Anakin well, well, hold, hold, in the hold, hold on, hold on. So so correct me if I'm wrong. It, it, my memory is correct that at the end of Revenge of a Sith, Anakin Skywalker puts on the Darth Vader equipment mm-hmm. and then screams out no, right? No. Was that is it, it is, is lowered it, upon him from first person camera view, you know. Right. Um because it, they stole the they stole the twins. Mm-hmm. That's what he's saying no about. Not not that he became Darth Vader. Oh, he's yeah, saying yeah, no. yeah, yeah. But, uh, but, but he's screaming no in James Earl Jones' voice, though. Mm-hmm. Correct. Right. Yes. So, and and so, Obi-Wan <laughs> has now exiled himself to Tatooine, yeah. hiding out on the one place that everyone would look. But th- th- that's another <laughs> issue that I have with the whole fucking yeah. prequel trilogy. Yeah. He, he really um, didn't choose a good alias either, you know? This guy... Yeah, not he's going the, by his own name, wearing the only clothes he ever wore on the planet that everyone knows is super important it like mm-hmm. literally undoes everything that happens in new hope which is yeah. hey i took on the clothes of the people that live on this weird backwater planet that nobody would come to anyway whatever um, <laughs> anyway george lucas not understanding his own movies but um <laughs> anyway the, neither here nor there the point is that yes at that point once he's become darth vader there's no point in him being in an obi-wan kenobi movie because mm-hmm. 
this makes no sense. Right. I just, I am really I'm fascinated by this. I'm also fascinated by Hayden Christensen kind of coming in and endearing himself with the fandom again because he was at the Star Wars event last year and people were like, "Man, this everybody hates this guy." And he is here hanging out with the fans and like people seemed like he seemed like he was really I bet really, they don't hate him there, Devendra. I bet yeah, they don't well, hate they him. Well, they probably there. don't hate him there, but also you would think as an actor, right? Like he would probably want to disassociate entirely from this franchise because it kind of, it is a weight upon him. Like it is really tough for him to probably even get hired again. If he wanted to, I I don't know what his story is. I just feel like that is fascinating. Also just what I'm imagining, like what could the potential here be like, are are we going to get like a heat esque sequence with Obi-Wan and Darth Vader where they just like sit down and chat. (laughs) It's been a while. They they (laughs) play some, uh, yeah, play some of that holographic chess on the, the old uh, yeah. Millennium Falcon. No, that, I, uh, I, I honestly think from Attack of the Clones. Yeah, the way this show seen, w- works in my head is that it's literally all the stuff that happens between Episode One and Episode Two mm-hmm, that we mm-hmm. didn't see when they're like space cops. They're space detectives, yeah. even though they look older than they yeah. did in those movies. Right? They, they're <laughs> younger. They're actually it's like a Better Call Saul situation, basically. Right? Yeah, it's exactly. It's a yeah. th- this has to be like a buddy cop. Jedi is going around the galaxy solving crimes with faint hints of Anakin being disgruntled, you know? Yeah. 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 Okay. And that that uh, already happened in the animated shows, by the way, too. So that story has been told. Wonder Woman's 1984's Patty Jenkins is directing a the next Star Wars film, Rogue Squadron, which is going All to come right. out in December of 2023. Based on the I, N64 game. <laughs> uh, I, I just want to say this was one of the coolest director baller. announcements i have ever Total seen baller. in my life yeah yeah like she, she take, so this, for those take that tom cruise like i, I like don't know she she it's, it's basically like her like i think she's roller skating or something mm-hmm. like that or and she kind of tells this heartfelt story about her father who's passed away and then like walks off to a uh x-wing right if i if i recall correctly uh and kind of like looks like she like puts on the, the puts outfit on the and is about to yeah. fly it yeah and it's a great director's announcement. Like I, I've never seen anything like it before. I'd recommend everyone check it out. Um, but I'm pretty excited about this. What do you guys think? Yeah, plus yeah. or minus? This is Rogue yes. Squadron, Jeff? Yeah, plus. Oh, yeah, dude. If Rogue One is any indication, and I have no idea if it's related to that at all, but uh, these, I don't think these, it is. I think you just no, both no. have the name is, Rogue in them. these. Rogue all movies. a game about dogfighting. <laughs> I'm, I'm into the Rogue series, you yeah. guys. The Rogue series looks is great. I'm glad they're continuing the Rogue series. Yeah, after and the fin- explosion. They uh, yeah. <laughs> they keep fighting. Yeah. Finally, uh, Disney also announced an untitled Taika Waititi Star Wars movie, which yes. um, was already announced in May. Uh, well, they didn't announce it this time. They just discussed it a little bit, but it's already been in May. Uh, it was announced in May. And there was a bunch of uh, Pixar announcements. I don't think we need to go through all these. I think people won't care as much, like in our audience, they won't care as much. You I, don't I'm care very about, the, about the Lightspeed movie? or what? Yeah, Lightyear. Lightyear, the uh, the origin the story about of Buzz the guy, who, the guy upon not, which Buzz Lightyear, which was, Buzz based Lightyear was based. Yes. And what a what a what a slight to uh, Tim Allen, huh? It's like we're <laughs> we're going a different way, Tim. Okay, so so for those who don't know, there is a Pixar movie called Lightyear. Uh, the definitive that is about- origin story. <laughs> and and Chris Evans, who apparently plays. Buzz Lightyear in this movie uh-huh. tweeted out one of the most baffling things I've ever seen, which he said, "Hey, this is this is a movie about the real guy on which Buzz Lightyear was based, not the character." And it's like, what the? F- what are you talking about, Chris? 
what are you on about? Anyway, absolutely bizarre statement to make. Absolutely bizarre statement. Um, But okay. Uh, By the way, interestingly, it's interesting to think about what didn't get mentioned, which is uh, Ryan Johnson's trilogy of Star Wars films. I I think that's probably not happening at this point. DOA. Yeah. Yeah. The Game of Thrones guys, is that still happening or not? No, they they already announced that's not happening. That's not happening as well. So the, um, the, the, the Ryan Johnson trilogy not happening is maybe the saddest saddest news of 2020 like bar none i mean name me one thing worse that happened in 2020 uh, it's, hard. it's hard it's really it's hard, hard to do yeah okay yeah. so okay so we've just run through all these announcements and i just want to take some time at the end here to kind of talk about the implications of it mm-hmm. because i think that um there's a lot of people who look at all this and are really bummed out uh because first of all disney is already super dominant this is really them kind of showing their yeah. confidence, right? This is, this is them. It's a yeah, this flex. is them being like, hey, oh, we, the, we got this, right? The best thing about this is like 51 things, all of the <laughs> stuff you want. Oh, also our price is going up, motherfuckers. <laughs> $1, can you take it? Yeah. You want to, guess what? It ain't going to stop going up either. The first hit is free. You're hooked now, bitches. You know, that's that was basically the... Uh, the, the subtext mm-hmm. right and and I think that uh, so a, a couple a couple thoughts here like he, here is the argument against all this stuff right which is first of all obviously Disney already super dominant in the theatrical space when it was a thing um now stepping into the streaming space and saying like hey HBO Max you've got nothing your your properties are but dust to us, right? Mm-hmm. Like this, look at, look at, the, behold the full might of this fully operational uh, streaming service, which is going to yeah. be like tons of Marvel you, you shows, Star Wars. You a couple dozen films for us that was Tuesday, you know? Yes, I know. It's 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 uh, kind of ridiculous, right? Uh-huh. So that's, that's part of it is like, th- this is now an already dominant entertainment powerhouse cementing its dominance. But number two is... It is just kind of strip mining the like the 100%. IP mines for like literally every last drop of goodness. It's squeezing all the blood out of that stone that they possibly what can. Did, like, what did we expect? I mean, come on. <laughs> this is, is Disney. What? This is a franchise machine. This is what it is built to do. I. It makes total sense for them to double down on all this right now. And also, nobody's going to the theaters. All they want is those 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 beautiful subscriber numbers. They want those numbers to go up. Well, well the alternative, takes, yeah. the alternative, right? The, the the fictional universe that was never going to happen is every one of these projects is an original IP, right? Like, that's, <laughs> but you can can you imagine like if every single one was like, oh my gosh, a whole new universe based in the world of like dwarves or what mm-hmm. have you? You know, like well, the, and, yeah. there like, is like, some you know, stuff. There there is at least like their next major movie is Raya and the Last Dragon, which looks a lot like Legend of Korra, by the way. Like, let's be clear here. But that's also one of those things that's coming to, uh, it's going to be on Disney Plus and theaters. And they're doing the Mulan thing for that. Yeah. What you're describing, Dave, is what Disney used to be, right? When I was a kid and you got things like the Black Cauldron and Tron and... um, uh, the uh, black hole. Was yeah, the black or, or, hole? or when it was basing, it was when it was creating like quote unquote original IP. It was basing them off of like Hans Christian Andersen stories or something like that. It wasn't basing them off previous Disney things. 
Do you know yeah. what I mean? You like know, it was basing them off other things. We we did in in we did skip over a couple of things. Which do you seem like there there is the Encanto movie, right? That's the Lin, that's the one that's going to have Encanto, a new movie set involved. in Colombia with music mm-hmm. written by Lin Manuel Miranda. Yeah, yeah. Yep. There's Iwaju, which I believe is going to be part of the like uh, they're doing this thing um, about like African folk tales. So they are exploring different things. But yeah, this is you know there's Turning yeah, no, Red, the one where the girl turns into a fox. Come on, it's um, it's true, it's true Avenger, but I would say like, I think it's fair to say yeah. like eighty percent plus of it was based off. No, of no, existing, no, most definitely, most definitely. I'm just saying it's, they're I, not ignoring new stuff completely, but yeah. There's even I mean, a mostly. series based. There's a, a movie called Tiana based on the Princess and the Frog, mm-hmm. which is premiering in 2023. So it's like they're going. They're like any Dude, like. Were you a friend a of a main character based on, based on the dog from Up? You know, yep. the dog yep. from Up gets its own spinoff, right? Every Eat that sweet, th- sweet content. Yeah, yeah. This is this is why earlier I said that this feels like a monkey's paw situation, yeah. right? It is. Yeah. It is. I was fifteen, <laughs> and I I found the monkey's paw, and I thought I want more Marvel and Star Wars mm-hmm. on the big well, screen, all the, all the things. And yeah. and you know, it's one of those things where you got to be careful what you wish for because it, this is all we get now. And I do think we're going to choke. It's going to be, you know, it's going to be, what's that, uh, the gluttony character from Seven, you know? Like, mm-hmm. that's us and the great IP image, of our youth. Image. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's across that. Here's really, a more user-friendly, here's a more friendly, family-friendly image is like the uh, Homer Simpson going to hell with the donuts, you know, like the sure, devil sure, feeding sure. him all the donuts endlessly. Or yeah, the nerd with no a, life from Star, from uh, South Park. You know, it's basically, yeah, and it, you know, it, yeah. it really is, it really is to the exclusion of anything even remotely original. And I am the Jeff, first person. Jeff, I think gonna... you're really downplaying the Turner and Hooch reboot that is headed to <laughs> Disney God. Television Studios. How did we not talk about the, the Mighty Turner Ducks, and Hooch reboot? Game Changers, Emilio Estevez returns as Gordon <laughs> Bombay. <laughs> Dude, Wait, are those, the, I, I literally can't tell. These are, real. are these real things you're saying? Right yes, I'm looking David, at the D23 page that? right now. Yes. Yeah, these are real. Turner and a hooch. Dude, no no pitch was turned down as long as they already owned the IP. You know? And, Amazing. And I know we want, we need that sweet content. And listen, I'm going to be the first person to, to line up and watch all of that Marvel content. I'm going to be so excited, especially if it all creates this wonderful tapestry of, an, of another page in the universe. I, I'm a hypocrite. I'll, I'll watch it. I'll love it. I'm already yeah. fucking addicted to it. But there was a time when like people would write a script based on an idea that they had. And then somebody would are, pay are them to make a movie. Are you talking about an idea that existed in the past? I don't. No, no, no. Not, I'm talking about like you. they come up with a, an, an original concept that they thought mm. of. Like and, another uh, Star Wars. When they thought of it, yeah, was it based off of a, an existing thing is my question, though. And right? what I'm telling you guys is that they would just think of a thing, mm. and then then some some production studio would actually tell them to make it and give them a to make it. life, Jeff, but let yeah. me tell you about the Alien TV series that is coming to <laughs> FX. Oh, no, Which Holly's is a real one? thing that's happening, yeah. <laughs> sure, Jeff, some magical animal. Mm. Okay, that's another Simpsons quote. Anyway... <laughs> You guys Ice Age is getting a spinoff series starring Simon Pegg. Mm-hmm. It's called Ice Age Adventures of Buckwild. I, I mean, honestly, guys, do you think this is a genuine crisis that we're in? <laughs> like, no. I mean, well, listen, when we were talking about when I like Disney will own theaters, 
Give it five years. Disney will own the remnants of all the theaters that are going out of business. And all these things will be in Disney theaters too. And you you bet your ass people will pay again. People who already subscribe to Disney Plus will pay to go see like the premiere episode or the finales for these things in theaters too. Like this is the machine. And the, like right now there's a big hole in our culture that is, that's going to be available to Disney and a lot of other companies. So I, yeah, there's a ton of content. I think it's a bad thing overall, but um, I can see why they're doing it. And I, I, I do not, I'm not looking forward to how much these Disney movie theater tickets will cost, judging how much everything at Disney World costs. Yeah. I guess here's where I come down on it, Jeff. So I I, I agree. It's a little scary. Um, I th- I'm curious how well the TV stuff is going to do, because mm-hmm. I think that the, their track record in movies is pretty strong overall. Um, but the TV, the Marvel, like Disney TV shows uh, have been like hit or miss, right? Or the Mar- not the Disney, but like. Agents of Shield and like well, none Peggy of Carter. that was under the Feige purview, it's right? True. None of that was part of the tent that they were building, and now it is. Now, it, now these are building blocks that are handled by Marvel proper. Uh, Agents of Shield was just like a sell-off, uh, outsourcing kind of a situation, and, and you know all the Daredevil and all the Netflix stuff that had nothing to do with anything. This is a different. This is a different game plan, and I think. I think it's going to have that prestige level. Uh, I mean, these are event series, Dave. Did you not hear the word event series? I don't. I don't know if I did, even though I read it myself. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I, I'm. I'm curious what because. Yeah, here's another thing too. Okay, let me throw this out there, guys. You tell me what you think about this. Is that like, I don't think that entertainment works in a in a linear fashion mm-hmm. you know in in terms of like from a from a from an output perspective it's not like oh it takes three producers one director you know 16 key grips and blah 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 to make a thing and if you just multiply it to make a show right, if you just right. multiply that by six you have six shows yeah if you, if you um, put it on a you know what do you call it like a factory Factory loop. What am I trying right, to think right. here? Like cer- yeah. cer- a production line or a factory production line. line. Yeah, like yeah. Cer- certainly you can, certainly there are economies of scale. Like you can reuse uh, certain facilities and certain people can perform the same tasks and stuff like that. So it's not like there, it's like completely inefficient, but um, it, it takes a lot of work and some kismet and a lot of luck and coincidences well, I, to make a hit show. What, right? what I disagree yeah. with you on this point is that I think the solution to the problem that you're describing is my problem, mm-hmm. which is the solution to the problem you're, you're describing is that they seem to have vacuumed up all of the best talent. <laughs> all of the peoples. Yeah. All, all, the, peoples. all of the peoples. Yeah. And everybody, you the and this is the, and Disney this is, yeah. yeah, this is the monkey's paw, right? This is like, I want the best people to make Marvel movies and Star Wars movies. Oh shit. That means there's no other movies. There's no other, all of these, pe- like the Taika Waititi's of the, of the world, all of these incredible people that we've just been listing off as being associated with this, who could be making these vibrant, interesting, diverse movies are all funneled into this laser pointer of IP management. Yeah. And yeah. all of that talent is, is consumed and Okay, I'm going to enjoy these things, I think. I suspect. If past is precedent, I'm going to enjoy a lot of this stuff. But there is a multiverse. <laughs> There's an, an alternate universe where we all of these incredible, talented people 
may, you know, Ryan Johnson's making knives out. Yeah. You know, like where are everybody else's knives out? That's, that's, that's the, that's the loss here is all of these incredible talents, all these filmmakers and actors and people and screenwriters and all the people who are bent to the creation of Disney's IP kingdom uh, are not able to actually add original things to the world. Mm -hmm. I'm reminded by the way, uh, this tweet from Katie Rich keeps popping up in the novel cloud Atlas. All movies are called Disney's. And movie theaters are called Disneyariums. Yeah. So, yeah. That's, that's yeah, our that's Prescient. Prescient. All right, folks. Well, on that bright note, I think we can wrap this up, yeah? Yeah. Thanks for tuning into the Slash Filmcast After Dark. Uh, hopefully you got a little bit excited and a little bit discouraged by everything that's going on. Uh, but uh, thanks so much to our patrons at patreon.com slash filmpodcast for making this episode possible. We'll be back next week with our review of Tenet.